The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. to another edition of To Homer and Back, the official podcast of Streaking the Lawn. My name is Pierce. I've got with me uh, a, a handful of contributors to the blog here tonight to discuss things. We've got Caroline. Say hello, Caroline. Hey. Hey. Uh, and, and I've got Matt. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Oh, good. And I've also got Paul with me tonight. How's it going, Paul? Hey, Pierce. What's up? Uh, not too much. I think we'd uh, start off by discussing uh, how Wolfsburg has made it to the next round of the uh, Premier Champions League. Does it? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah. All right. You don't even know what sport that is. Um, so ACC. It's curling, right? Curling. Yeah. <laughs> it's a curling podcast tonight. No, no. Of course, we're talking about basketball and not lacrosse. Um, we're talk about <laughs> ACC tournament and the very successful, very, very good University of Virginia men's basketball team, as well as the other teams in the conference. But uh, I guess right before we get into the tournament itself, it's been a little while since we've chatted about basketball how's everybody feeling going into the tournament going you know, out of a, a great senior night game do we have any quick impressions of senior night uh caroline oh my gosh it was magical um but seriously i, I mean i was there um <laughs> the it's as close to what walt disney could have created <laughs> and i know that's it's a little exaggerated but not too much because the fact that all of the senior also the fourth and fifth years mm-hmm. uh, contributed. Um, they got Nolte and Toby in to start. Uh, there was a great moment at the end where all five seniors run the court together. Yeah. Um, you know, Toby playing the way he did, uh, getting his name chanted as he was shooting free throws and he, he couldn't help but smile. Oh, like yeah. there were all these great moments. Um, and obviously, Cade hitting his first yeah. and only yeah. three of his career. I'm going to go ahead and probably say. You can uh, tell how, Rogers, how tickled you know? Toby was. How tickled he was to hear the crowd yeah. chanting for him. I mean, it, that, that was pretty awesome. And, and you got to root for that kid in that situation because talk about, and a lot of it comes from expectations, but him and, and Nolte have been probably the most maligned uh, by the fans. Um, yeah, certainly the most complained about. I was yeah, and I think a lot of it comes from the fans on Toby because they knew that type of performance was in him, and they wanted to know why they weren't seeing it every night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for him, he—I mean, these kids aren't immune to it. He's not really. None of the teams really all over Twitter that much. There's an occasional mm-hmm. post or whatever, but you—you you have to know that they know what people are saying. Um, and obviously he's can tell by playing time being different or he knows outcomes at Miami maybe weren't yeah. uh, helped by his performance. So I, I, the kid's not, he's not an idiot. Like he knew that there were some, uh, 
some criticisms, but obviously yeah. this shows him that the fans care and they're big fans of Mike Toby. Well, he was clearly already, I mean, clearly frustrated with his performance this season and said, said as much post game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, he's well aware of his struggles as, as I'm sure they're all well, well aware of their performances, but that was awesome. The curve shot was amazing. <laughs> I was sitting there, you know, in the, in the same seats where I, I saw Rogers hit his shot against uh, Syracuse. <laughs> Couldn't tell which was louder, but yeah. I really, I'm going with the Curvin shot. Maybe just because yeah. it was more recent, but certainly it had the highest jump off the ground, off the bench I've seen from, <laughs> yeah. from, the, from the players on the sidelines. Yeah. So uh, the 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 thing that I saw senior night that is the most encouraging to me, longer term, is they were able to survive a frankly subpar first half from Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. So many other times this year, if Brogdon wasn't on, it was a really ugly night for UVA. But he only scored – he scored in single digits. He and London were both really kind of off, at least for their shooting in the first half. Other than the first uh, the first three they each hit, they really struggled for the, the, the rest of the first half. Mm-hmm. And yet we still went in up 12, still held Louisville to only 17 points. But the, the ability of the rest of the team, whether it's a Mike Toby, whether it's an Evan Nolte, to fill in the offensive void that was left by Malcolm being a little bit off, uh, but then collectively not letting that get in their heads and screw up their defense event, um, that – it was still a complete first half of basketball, even without ACC Player of the Year, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, USBWA District Three First Team Player of the Year, <laughs> All World Player Malcolm Brogdon having um, the kind of half that we've we've come to expect from. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny with with Brogdon lately, um, and also something that I forgot throughout that game was Louisville's number eleven and oh, had yeah. the number three defense coming in, in Ken Palm. Uh, so definitely no slouches, uh, d- despite what Virginia did to them on the court. Um, <laughs> and I think Damian Lee gave Malcolm a hard time, just like Malcolm returned to him. Um, there'd been a lot of talk in the past few games before this, um, when Malcolm was scoring 26, 25, 20, whatever, mm-hmm. 20 number he was scoring. And people were like, well, the other people are going to have to contribute. They're going to have to contribute. At a certain point, it reached where I think people weren't really getting used to the fact that this was now just a normal Malcolm output, not Mm -hmm. Malcolm overcompensating for the rest of his team not doing anything, which is Mm -hmm. kind of what happened like the ACC tournament last year. No one was doing anything, and Malcolm stepped up and did something. But now on the flip side, when he scores 17, people are like, oh, he kind of had an off night. Like, thank goodness the rest of the team was there. With Virginia, there's a limited amount of points that we're going to score, I feel like. <laughs> like, there's a certain number of possessions, and you're going to get the points from somewhere. And obviously, there's a difference between, like, 60 and 86 versus Villanova. But for the most part, like, Malcolm played an okay game. Mm-hmm. I'd say on the good side. He played well. He did well at the line. Yeah. He created for himself. Um but because he'd been putting up 20-something, people were kind of like, oh, I had kind of a slow, you know, senior night. Da, da, da. And it's just kind of funny, the mindset. This is more like not a knock on the fans, but the mindset of the fans now, it's a great place to be that when your star only scores 18, you kind of are like, I hope he gets out of that little mini slump he had in that game. That's weird, huh? Like, it's just yeah. kind of just a different place to be as a Virginia fan. And I don't – I know I'm not used to it yet because, hell, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
to me, and I don't have the stats in front of me of like what he shot in the first half percentage wise, but you know, you definitely noticed that he wasn't scoring, but to me, I, I didn't notice that it was because he was, you know, turning the ball over, missing yeah. shots a lot or anything like that. It just seemed like they had other options that were putting the ball in the basket more easily. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's where you go, obviously. So, you know, to me, it wasn't quite a, a noticeable slump or anything. But certainly- yeah, he didn't have a great shooting. I think he was like 4 of 12 or 4 yeah. of some, four of 10, somewhere in there. Gotcha. Uh, so not great. I don't know if he even made – he might have only had one three-pointer. He had one that was a deep two, but um, – yeah, it definitely wasn't his best game, but mm-hmm. it just was nice to see the other players as well. Like, oh, for sure, just see that kind of balance, I yeah. guess. Um, as you're about to start something like the ACC tournament or the NCAA tournament. Well, I yeah, would I mean, really like to play uh, Louisville every game. Yeah, uh, let's do it all day. <laughs> they're not. In I almost feel bad, but then I don't. So, <laughs> and I could go on my rant why uh, you know the president and administration of uh, the University of Louisville are cowards for uh, self-imposing uh, a ban that only hurts uh, players that had nothing to do with uh, the charges against the program. But uh, we'll just leave that out of the box. We'll leave that alone this week. <laughs> Glad nobody mentioned my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, why don't we uh, bring some of what was in the senior night into the tournament looking ahead. Do you think – maybe particularly to Toby or really the team as a whole, what are we looking to see or what can we realistically expect to see in in the tournament from say Toby or from things we saw them do better in the last game? Yeah. So I I think going into the the ACC tournament, I think the minimum expectation fairly or unfairly at this point is I think Virginia fans are going to be disappointed if we don't at least make the tournament finals. Um, I think yeah, people right. see, I think people see the bracket. Um, obviously, you know, the first game on Thursday will be either Clemson or Georgia tech. We've played Clemson twice. We beat them twice, even though the second one was close. The loss to Georgia tech feels like it was a year ago now. Um, yeah. and despite the fact that I guess we only played them once and lost, I don't know anyone who would be remotely concerned about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miami just, I don't know if it's because they're Miami and they don't have the name of Duke or Carolina, um, but I, I just get the sense that people aren't as afraid of them. Um, obviously, we beat them at home and we took them to the wire in Coral Gables and we're a Mike Toby six-inch shot away from possibly winning that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I think that this is a team that probably should make the finals. Um, if Toby plays, look, if Toby is going to get 20 rebounds a game, this team's going to play tournament by a lot. Right. Um, but I, I think if, if Toby can have some consistency to his play, um, and, and honestly, I, I still think that Isaiah is probably going to be the key coming down here. Um, because when he, he always gives us what he needs to on, on terms of defense and in terms of rebounding, but when he's able to, to knock down those 15 footers, he seems to love to take, um, I, I think it opens up the offense, um, to allow Gil or Toby to, to operate down low and, and make teams sure. sort of Expected. Yeah, Definitely. I think our defense is uh, light years from where it was when they played Georgia Tech the first time, mm-hmm. um, which is evident by the whatever it was, 46 in Ken Palm at the time, and now it's up to, I think, nine or six or something like that. But um, uh, I think Toby, hopefully, I mean, every we've jokingly talked about this before, like whether or not he can keep this up because each time it's been like, oh, he has a great game. And then the next game, it's like, where's that guy? Where'd he go? Um, But I I don't know. There's something about this one that feels a little different. I think maybe now he's like 
Oh, reckless abandon. Okay. I can do that. Like he's just a nice guy. And I think that's where like the, the, the anger from the fans were like, Toby, get angry, please. And I don't know that he necessarily got angry, but he realized that if he plays like some of those rebounds he went for, I don't know if either of you guys, uh, if any of you guys watched the game again, uh, the Louisville game. Oh my gosh. Like, he went and got some of those rebounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, was it was knowledge. impressive. Um, and if he does that, if he plays like that, obviously I don't expect him to get 20 rebounds every game. Yes, I do, Toby, if you're listening. <laughs> 20 every game. It's, if he gets 10, 11, like... 12. I, I don't, 12. <laughs> or whatever. I just mean, uh, 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 uh. bold statement alert. Like, if he yeah, plays yeah. like that consistently for the next nine games, there will be nine games that Virginia will win a championship because he <laughs> is the X factor to me. Like, I know that Isaiah is a great key, and I agree with Matt wholeheartedly. But if Toby can play like that, you bring in a guy that is an offensive threat and can do some stuff defensively. His screens looked better. Like his hedges were better. His defense looked, his feet were quicker. It was like a whole different, like they went in the back and they like did an upload, like modification, got the new (laughs) software for Toby, brought him out. And they were like, oh crap, that was the problem. We just hadn't updated him yet. Like it's it's a whole new guy. And Toby drivers. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. I don't know. If you're going to make nerd references, I'm going to, you know, nerd out, but What about the the other guys? I mean, to me, London seemed a little off, um, and certainly he's he's one of the most important players on the team, if not really the most important. Obviously, Malcolm is important, but without your point guard playing well, it's hard to win games. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it's almost a different, you know, the opposite of of what we're looking for from Toby. We're looking for a bit of a a rebound game, I'd say for for Piranhas. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. It, just to tie sort of tie up the Toby discussion, I, to temper a little bit of Caroline's excitement, surprise, 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 doing, surprise. Yeah, um, I think Toby might have to fill in for Wilkins. That I the way Wilkins has played over the last four or five games is not the same guy that we saw earlier in the year. Um, his I don't remember the last time I've seen him hit one of those elbow jumpers that were automatic through most of the heart of the ACC schedule um, through the last seven or eight games. I haven't been able to pull up a shot chart immediately, um, but every now it's to the point of, Oh God, no, 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 don't shoot. Just pass it. Like that's, that's the reaction when Isaiah gets the ball now. So if he's, maybe faded into the background a little bit, but Mike has stepped up and is able to provide, I mean, Isaiah has almost played like a seven footer at times this year with his athleticism and his length. If Mike is able to also play like a seven footer, finally, that's awesome. (laughs) But I think we're going to need it because I haven't been as impressed with Isaiah um, recently. And, And that's, you know, it's, it's the end of a long season. He's still a fairly young player. I have every bit of confidence in him, being a really strong front court presence um, for the next couple of years, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I was very relieved to see that kind of game from Toby given the flip side games that I've been seeing from Isaiah for the last two weeks. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you for the most part, Paul. Um, I, I guess, you know, the, the that I would have there are one, it does seem like Isaiah to me, it doesn't look like he's ever been the yeah. same since he took that really hard fall before the Carolina game. And obviously, not going to speculate on anything there. He, he just, he just, he looks off over the past few games, and I agree there. I just, 
I don't, I don't know that Toby can even as well as, as he was moving um, on Saturday, I don't think he can take up the defensive slack that Isaiah takes. Isaiah guards yeah. stretch fours to the three point line. And I, earlier in the season when, you know, the, the signature sort of hard hedge at the pack line, when Toby was out there doing that hedge, he would drop under because it was always a foul. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I, this, and some of that may need to be a little bit of a shift that Anthony picks up a little bit more of that stretch for guarding. Um, and, and this is just gut impression um, from the Louisville game was that I think there was a little bit of that while Mike was out there, that he was perhaps playing a little bit farther back into the post than when you've got Isaiah and Anthony who can both hedge out that extra, you know, 10, 12 feet. Um, both of them go out, you know, and crash those hedges really hard and then, and then get back. But I think that the defense plays a little bit differently, obviously, because Toby, as great as he is, just does not have Wilkinson's athleticism. You're right. Um, but he alters shots. He does more in the paint that Isaiah doesn't, if that makes sense, that, that they, they can kind of recalibrate the defense so that if somebody comes in, Mike's that last line of defense, kind of like Darian was, uh, not to the same extent, not to the same uh, ability because he doesn't have that perimeter guarding ability. But in terms of a shot-blocking last line of defense, angry Toby can play that better than Isaiah. <laughs> well, I will say before we, we get back to London that um, I think you're right about uh, Isaiah's shot has been off. Um, but in terms of like overall play recently, I, I still think he's been his usual solid self on that defense, on, oh, on yeah. the rebounds, you know, obviously the hustle plays against Carolina, there, there were numerous uh, good examples of that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with his, his uh, mid-range shot because he loved that at the beginning of the year. You're right, he hasn't seemed to hit one in a while. Yeah. But uh, I, want, I want to get back to Piranhas, so uh, I'm going to just call on Caroline. Uh, <laughs> hey. what, are you, what are you looking for uh, out of London in the, the games? Um. I like when he gets aggressive and hunts his shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw and coach Bennett talked about in the Duke game, he didn't, you know, he didn't take a three. Um, how much was that the defense that they gave us? How much was that? You know, he didn't find anything he liked. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that we're a better team when he hunts and finds a shot. Cause he's an excellent shooter. And what I think is hysterical that I, again, that I forget. So I assume maybe other people do too. Is he shooting insane from three? This, I mean, he's shooting over fifty percent. Like, oh yeah, he's leading the country or goes back and forth very closely with leading the country. He's definitely um, in the ACC at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like over time, London is leading the ACC and country in three point <laughs> percentage. Like that's cr- what he was honorable mention all ACC. Can you imagine yeah, yeah. if? Never mind. I won't bring up Grace Allen, he who shall not be named. Can you imagine <laughs> if he was leading the country in three point shooting? Like that's all they talk about. Oh, of course. But, and I don't mean to make this as like oh, us against them because it's annoying and Virginia fans are doing that too much now, and yeah. it's its own separate discussion in itself. But <laughs> I agree there too. But yeah. <laughs> I forget that he's doing this. Like yeah. he's an excellent shooter, and I think, and this is going to sound you know, mama bear, sappy. I'll make fun of me later, whatever. But I honestly think that he might have been more affected by senior night than the seniors um 
and I don't know, this is just complete hypotheticals from Caroline <laughs> looking at pictures and rewatching the game, but like the hugs, like he, these are his guys, you know, like these are his best friends and the hugs that he gave them when they came off the last time when they're all on the bench right before Kate hit the big shot. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's got to be tough maybe when you're used to playing with, with, with Anthony, which is weird. I would say AG. So at first he said Anthony, I was like, who's Anthony? Hmm? <laughs> um, but you know, he's like grown up with these guys. Like the, they've been there all three years that he's been at school. And um, I can't remember the last time somebody picked his pocket, bringing the ball up mm-hmm. that happened against Louisville. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't know. I, and that's the thing too, is like, because he's been so good anytime he has something like that, like the guys in our section, you know, the basketball geniuses uh, <laughs> were, you know, Oh, he's way off. Get him out of there. Like that kind of thing. And I'm like, give, give the kid a break. I mean, if you yeah, have I mean, any idea of getting London out of there, yeah. Uh, if you have 30 excellent games and you have one, that's like, Oh, you had two turnovers that probably were, you know, <laughs> Bad. like okay sure you know i mean do it now because i don't want you to do it against michigan state when we inevitably face them in the round of 32 but you know um no i think he's fine and i think he'll hunt a shot and he's got the most swag on the team and i know the cali swag thing whatever. but he does he's got that attitude because sure. we know that malcolm is the yawn and the the when nolte hit his second three in the senior uh senior night game he was already walking back like not running back or jogging back. He didn't even, like, I don't even know if he really watched the shot. He's like, he's got this. I'm out, you know, whatever. <laughs> like we've got the cool chill guys. And I think London brings that. He's the one that's going to yell and one, like when he makes one. <laughs> anyway, that's my London spiel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There was a point there. Uh... <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. London's awesome. Whatever. What was the question? I don't, I don't remember. No, you're good. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the conference as a whole um, and how the tournament sets up tomorrow. Obviously uh, none of the top four teams is playing, but Duke's playing because they're not. <laughs> <really playing. laughs> uh, but Pitt, Syracuse, Duke versus uh, State, uh, Clemson, Georgia Tech, and Virginia Tech. And uh, FSU, that's probably the game I'm most interested in watching, all, all you know, hokey rivalry and whatnot aside. Um, but do you guys see any of the teams being able to knock off, uh, well, let's go with a non-UVA upper seed the next day in, the, in these games, uh, whoever wins the games tomorrow? I think Syracuse could. Um, the way they played against Carolina uh, in one of their last games of the year, um, played Carolina tough and, and their entire style of defense unfortunately doesn't match up well with North Carolina. The playing a zone against a team that's really good at offensive rebounding is a pretty good way to get yourself killed. But <laughs> Q's hung tough with them. You know, Benajay went off. Um, they were able to um, force Carolina into some bad shots that, um, if if they were able, the I think the reason Carolina won that game, even though Carolina is not a great perimeter shooting team, they were able to clean up their misses with offensive rebounds. Right. If, if Syracuse can pull down five, six more defensive rebounds, that's a very different game. All of a sudden, because um, I think Syracuse does have the talent. Uh, I think Benajay is one of the best players in the league. So Syracuse, they they could make a run at North Carolina, and I think they're going to manhandle Pitt. 
Um, I, that, that pit team seems to be headed a hundred percent in the wrong direction. Right. Um, I don't know how they walloped Duke the way they did. Um, and, and they really a, walloped them too. I mean, they, they kicked the crud out of them <laughs> up in, up in Pittsburgh. Um, but I think Syracuse wins going away tomorrow and will go into that game with North Carolina with a real focus on preventing the offensive rebounds that did him in just a couple weeks ago. Gotcha. Yeah, Paul, I, I think I agree with you there. I mean, Cuse, I, I agree that I think they'll beat Pitt tomorrow. Um, and against UNC, it's it's a game that they need a lot more than Carolina needs. Cuse being pretty squarely, I think, on the bubble of the tournament. But in addition to Syracuse, and it, it's sort of sacrilegious to say this, I, I really think Virginia Tech could do it. Um, yeah. They've been, mm-hmm. as, as much as I despise the Hokies, you know, they've won five in a row, including games over good teams, you know, Florida yeah. State hit Miami. Um, and they, that game against Miami, I know it was at Virginia Tech um, just a, a couple of days ago, but that, that game meant something to Miami. They had a shot if they won that, depending on the Carolina Duke game, to to win the ACC outright. And they just got blown out. Um, so I, I think it sets up really well um, for Virginia Tech. They, they're not a deep team. Um, so if if the Florida State game gets physical, then the turnaround for Miami could be tough. Um, yeah. But other than that, I, I could see a situation where it's Virginia, Virginia Tech, and the ACC semis on Friday. I, I agree with you that there's definitely a good chance and that they, they've been playing great. I think the one thing that makes me hesitate about their odds is that they're playing Miami again if they, if they get to that game. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It's, it's, you know, it's always hard to beat the same team twice and, and harder to do it what would be, I guess, twice in, in five days. Um, and, and Miami's a really good team. I, I think Miami's uh, probably – in my opinion, the, the second best team in the conference behind us because I'm not high on Carolina. Yeah. Um, but but Virginia Tech just Buzz is a great coach. Um, so I, I think they're an interesting team to watch. And now that I've said this, they'll lose by 30 to Florida State tomorrow, and I'll be fine with that. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because, like we like you said, that Tech has nothing to lose, like literally nothing. And those are the scariest teams because right now, if they play well in a couple games you know, get a couple upsets, like they could put themselves on the bubble um, because of their strong finish. So it'll be interesting to watch that game. Um, I think Clemson, Georgia Tech will be pretty much a toss-up. I'd prefer to play Georgia Tech on the Redemption Tour 2K16 um, because Virginia only played Georgia Tech once and lost, and I would like to see that remedied. Um, But the interesting one to me, too, tomorrow – will be NC State Duke in the uh, 2.30-ish game. Uh, I went to the games today. Um, games is a loose term for what took place, but um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was a lot of fun. I like having it in D.C. I think it's a great location, and it's a lot of fun to be a, you know close to home and get to watch games. It's awesome. Um, if it wasn't for, wait for it, Maverick Rowan, uh, Duke would be playing Wake tomorrow instead of NC State. He had, I think, 24 points. Um, hit like a bajillion D three pointers. Um, looked unconscious there in the second half. It was pretty pretty fun to watch. Um, if he does something like that again, which I don't have high hopes for, they could give Duke a hard time. But I think it'll turn into the if you neutralize Cat. But Duke had a hard time with that during the regular season. Duke, I think, I think gave up thirty points to Cat 
Um, so that could be a really interesting, uh, fun game to end the morning session. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. Really a good group of games tomorrow should be great before a fantastic setup for Thursday. Yeah. Barber, Barber averaged about 23, uh, in the two games against okay. this year, 26 in the first one and 19 in the second. Oh, okay. Oh man, my bad. I thought he had. So, so I, I, I agree with that. I, I think Duke ends up winning. They won both of the, the regular season ones by, I think, 10 and 8. But it could be a good game, especially if Cat goes off. So, Caroline, who do you think ends up – who do you think we're watching on Saturday in the finals in D.C.? Ooh, um, I think it will be a – Virginia and <laughs> – I'm really torn between Duke and UNC. I don't think that – Notre Dame will have Notre Dame's struggled the last few games. I think if it's a Duke Notre Dame, please be Duke Notre Dame. That'd be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to see Duke again, again, the redemption tour. Um, but I think either one of those games would be a great matchup. Um, I agree that Syracuse has a chance to knock out Carolina, but I think it might be Carolina, Virginia. That's my, that's my take. It's a good take. <laughs> Paul, what's your take? I've, Again, I, I, I want to see Duke because I think we match up better with them. Um, I think everybody matches up better with Duke than with North Carolina because North Carolina's got eight or nine players and Duke's sort of got six. Um, but there's no way that I, – I, I'm going to call it right now. If we face Duke in the finals, Virginia wins. That There is no way Duke should have won the game at Cameron – even discounting the shot at the end, all of all of that shenanigans, that game should not have gone the way it did. And I don't yeah. think Tony and the guys let it happen again if it's the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, that knowing Duke has depth problems, especially on the inside, oh my God, if there's angry Mike Toby, yeah. just let him go and get Plumlee to foul out with like <laughs> 15 to go in the second half. Yeah, and um, if, Duke's, if Duke's in the finals, that's their fourth game in four days. Yeah. They're yeah. playing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And with that, with their, quote, depth issues, which is really just mismanaged, whatever, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, they, just, they, don't, they, don't, they choose not to play a lot of players. Um, four games in four days, like, that'll be, yeah, I think it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a big reason why we're not going to see Duke in the finals. And, and by yeah. we, I mean, regardless of if it's UVA uh, that makes it to the finals from their side of the bracket, I, I don't see Duke getting there. Um, potentially with Notre Dame getting there. But I, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd go with the, the favorite with North Carolina uh, because they've got the depth. Um, I, I, I just don't see it in the Irish this year. They're just not who they were last year. They're their solid team, but I don't think they have a run uh, in them to, to beat UNC in what would be a semifinal game. So uh, if yeah. you're asking me, and I'm going to go ahead and ask me, I'm going to say the UVA <laughs> and UNC uh, matchup in the final. But I'll, I'll fully admit uh, I'm very nervous about the prospect of, of playing Miami um, again. And, you know, I'm, I'm more nervous about playing Clemson. Um, yeah, yeah. I know it's perhaps a cliche, but like the, the idea of it being hard to beat a, to- a team three times in one season. Right. Um, you know, certainly the, the 83, you know, one of the, the 83 Ralph team experienced that with NC State. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a team they should have drubbed, but 
as they started facing them later and later in the year, it, it, all of a sudden NC State was winning those games. Jerron Blossom game could go off for 35 or 40. I mean, okay. scoring, scoring 31 the way he did you know, the last time out, I know the focus is going to be on stopping him, but uh, you know, tournaments are won a lot of the times by teams that are pretty good, solid teams having their star player absolutely erupt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Clemson's in a p- position to do that. Playing them on Thursday gives me way more nerves and anxiety than potentially playing Miami on Friday. Well, I think it's a fair point uh, about Clemson for sure because uh, Blossom game is one of the best players in the, in the conference, every, everything you just said. Um, Matt, are you, are you nervous about either of these uh, matchups? I, I think those are all good points, and I'm in no way worried about Clemson. <laughs> um, Blossom game had two great games against us. I had 31 in, in the last one and, and 23 in the first one. Um, but, uh, yeah. Again, the last one was at home. We've always struggled at Clemson, even though this one was in Greenville. It's always been mm-hmm. for Virginia, and we won that one anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried in what I, I think, at least, or what I hope for D.C. will basically be a de facto road game or home game for Virginia, um, especially against Clemson. I think there will be a lot of UVA fans there. Um, and I, I think we'll see if, if it's Miami. I think it will be the exact same atmosphere. Um, you know, Carolina will travel well. Duke will travel well. I'm not sure that Miami's going to travel well to D.C. Um, so I, I, I think on Saturday it's going to end up being UVA against Notre Dame. Um, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll, go out on, I'll go out on the limb. I'll take the Irish. Not the best basketball of late, but they played Duke and Carolina in the regular season, and they went 2-0 and against them. They beat Duke at Cameron. They beat Carolina. Um, I think they can, they can do both again if they have to. Um, so I'll say, it, I'll say it's UVA-Notre Dame on Saturday. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I like that thing, yeah. I think no matter how it shakes out, it, uh, it's just another got to take care of business. And I agree with Paul. I mean, I don't like playing the same team three times because of just, just like, well, you're just asking for trouble if you're 2-0 and against them. Uh, they did do it last year. I think maybe two years straight against Florida State um, or two years ago when they won the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played Florida State. That was the third time they played them, and I had that same oh, sure. kind of anxiety issue. Um, about that. So it's not, obviously it's not impossible, but you know, especially when there's a guy like blossom game, um, Miami, I think it's just a good, I just think matchup wise, it's not that bad for us. Um, I like the London angel Rodriguez matchup. I enjoy watching it. Um, so I don't know. I almost am more worried about if, if FSU wins, because those always end up with someone like breaking their face. So, (laughs) Uh, I think I'd be more comfortable with Miami, but then again, Isaiah got hurt in that game. So I don't know. Uh, as long as they're playing for a championship on my birthday, I'll be happy. I don't care. I don't care. Who <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so- Is that so much to ask? I don't think that that's that selfish. I don't know. <laughs> no, not at all. I think that's a, that's a good thing to, to sort of close out our predictions on. I think we, we pretty much went over everything there. Uh, you know, we could go over the betting advice with Matt, but I don't want to throw out uh, inappropriate lines from inappropriate websites or whatever that <laughs> drama was on the Twitters this week. Um, but yeah, unless you guys have any parting words, we can go ahead and, and you know point out that Virginia doesn't play uh, until Thursday night in the quarterfinals. 
and that'll be at 7 on ESPN. They're going to play the Clemson-Georgia Tech winner. Any of you guys think Georgia Tech can uh, or will win that game? Yeah. Yeah? You're, yeah. you're going to say that's who you expect to win? Yeah. I think it's a toss-up. I think, I think that game is pretty as close to a pick em. I don't know. I think that could go either way. So I wouldn't be surprised with either one. I guess is the better answer. I would not be shocked to see Georgia Tech. So I didn't mean to make you back off of, of a picture. Or anything. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be Georgia Tech. That's okay. part of my redemption tour. Uh, right. And if you are watching the games, go to streakingthelawn.com and get your UVA bingo card to follow along. Uh, it should be fun. Just some fun stuff to mark down as they talk about Dominique Wilkins being the stepfather of Isaiah. Right. I'm sure that that's going to happen probably every game and, and Brogdon living on the range, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't put that in there. Oh. That's not in there. Oh my goodness. Did you not look out Pierce? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and close up shot. We'll be back next week to talk about the uh, NCAA tournament and hopefully to discuss uh, UVA's conference tournament championship run. Uh, we should have a very special guest that we will uh, announce later on, but stay tuned to back and uh, you know, all the good coverage we've got going on at streak And we'll see you in the game threads, leave some comments in this thread if you feel so inclined. And as always, I'll just close up by saying go who's. iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect New Year, New You portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect New Year, New You portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today.